Hello, welcome to the Clear Skies Camino podcast. I'm David Smith, and thank you for listening this week. This is a podcast about El Camino de Santiago, a series of pilgrimages to the shrine of St. James in Santiago de Compostela in northern Spain. My next guest is Canadian pilgrim Samantha Plavins. Samantha walked the Camino Frances in May and June of 2019 and created a daily video diary which can be seen on YouTube. She started her Camino with a question and returned with a different outlook on life. So just like PJ in my last episode, the Camino can affect positive change if you let it. Samantha is here to talk about her experience on the Camino and her life afterwards. Hola, Peregrina. <laughs> Hola, Buen Camino. Thank you for being <laughs> a guest on my podcast today. Thank you, David. I'm I'm very excited. Any chance to talk about the Camino is fun for me. <laughs> now, tell me, first of all, can you remember when you first heard about the Camino de Santiago? Uh, yes. So, of course, I watched the movie The Way, mm -hmm. which so many people have fallen in love with. But it was even before that, my parents um, were kind of yapping about going on this pilgrimage with our church. Mm. And I thought, are you crazy? Like, they're in their mid to late 60s. I thought, you know, that's not a thing. You can't walk that long. Um but they were pretty serious about it and had committed to doing it. Um, unfortunately, it never came to fruition, but I got the idea in my head and thought, well, maybe I'll do it one day. Mm. And then I saw the movie and I kind of packed it away for a while. And eventually I ended up with this big quest that I needed to unravel, which is what led me to the Camino. Perfect. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you decided to walk the Camino Frances, and that was last year. And you started in Saint Jean, is that correct? Yes. Yes. I I know there are many other Caminos that you can mm. take, um, but I'm kind of a go big or go home, and I wanted to do the traditional one, the one that seems to draw so many people to it. So I started in France. I arrived and had zero sleep in me and just began basically started from the off <laughs> yeah yeah I was a bit of a train wreck but so I don't recommend that um but there were a lot of issues getting over to France with my airline so that's a whole other story yeah yeah and what was your preparation like beforehand is it something that you you you, you kind of read up on websites beforehand or is it something that you kind of were familiar from familiar with beforehand um yeah so it was a combination of both i mm. i read a number of books um there's a book by canadian author jane christmas mm -hmm. called what the pilgrim uh, what the psychic said to the pilgrim and i read that when i was considering going on the journey before i had actually made the decision and after reading it i was like no i'm going um but real preparation, I, I researched a decent amount. I followed some vlogs um, so that I would know a little bit what to expect. And mostly I just tried to walk a lot. 
because I wasn't so much worried about the unknown as what my body would be capable of doing. Yeah. So that, and that was a very humbling experience, as you know, know, it's almost impossible to train in advance for the Camino. So I was glad that I did some long distance walking before. I think so. My last guest actually um, said to me that the first couple of days is training in itself. It is a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. The, the, the walk from, from Saint Jean uh, to Ronceval, uh really uh, is, 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 a, is, a, is a, is a good, uh, can really get you going and uh, is, is good, is a good bit of training. And uh, if you can get to Ronceval in one piece, then you're halfway there already. I agree. I agree. And I kind of, I've, I wasn't super worried per se. I, I kind of had a belief that, you know, if I go, I'll just be lifted up by the camaraderie of other people and my adrenaline will be going, which I think I heard Miriam say as well. Mm. And it, it did take about, if I'm being honest, probably, you know, nine or 10 days for me to get rid of all of the aches and pains and, and find my rhythm. I didn't have blisters, which was some miracle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, did you find it easy enough to meet people as you were walking, or is there something that gradually came to you as you were walking? Well, that's an interesting question. I, for the first week or so, I was kind of really in my shell. And of course, there are many opportunities to connect and speak with other people. Um, and it's not that I, I didn't but I, I found myself feeling very shy and um, I wasn't really sure how to overcome it. And then it just kind of naturally evolved into um, meeting with the people that kind of became my tribe, mm. you know, much like you encountered. And mm. I think that was around day 11. And I ended up walking with um, a combination of the same people all the way into Santiago. And they're like, my bestest friends still it's yeah. incredible yeah i think the difference between you and, and me uh, is that i work in a, a full-time job myself and i don't have mm-hmm. the time to work to to walk a full camino i.e a 33 or a 33 day or a five-week camino so what i do myself is i walk two two weeks at a time every mm-hmm. year so i would walk let's just say saint jean de Bellarado, or i would walk Bellarado to astorga or astorga mm-hmm. to santiago and that would be sufficient for me on on uh on on the every year mm-hmm. um which is which is fine by me um there's one year actually I walked from Lagrano to Leon, and mm-hmm. the first three or four days um, I walked solo, and I found it very difficult to 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 actually bond with people. And mm-hmm. uh, but after the fourth day, straight away click, click, yeah, and straight away I met. I, I actually started to gel with people. Mm-hmm. And that's when I had a Camino family. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Right, right to the end uh, on, uh, until I arrived at Leon. That's so, that's so lovely. Yeah. I, I can relate. And just to circle yeah. back to your, your point about doing it all in one chunk. Mm. Um, I, I recognize that, you know, it's, it's almost impossible to get that much time off work. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And the, the only reason that I was able to was because of a uh, lot of sacrifice by my family and my business mm. partner at the time. Um, but the way that you, you've been doing it is to me equally amazing. It's mm. because you, it's like you extend the anticipation and you get to, you know, relive the magic mm. where I just mm. kind of bit it off and, and then it was all done all at once. <laughs> and I think, I think a lot of pilgrims actually, quite a lot of pilgrims actually do it that way. They would walk the full Camino. I, well, I, I don't want to say the full Camino. The, uh, a lot of people would say the full Camino would start at their front door, but right. the full Camino in this, in this sense would be from Saint-Jean, period of four, to Santiago de Compostela or Finisterre. Mm -hmm. And uh, they would, um, they would uh, return back home and choose to walk another long Camino again uh, in another year. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas I don't have that time myself, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but I, yeah. I get the draw to go back over and over. I mean, if, if the world was different right now, I, I would probably be somewhere. Probably would, yeah. On, yeah. The, Sp on the Spanish <laughs> trail somewhere. And Samantha, can I just ask you as well, on average, um, what was your, how long was your typical day? Um, uh, how many kilometers would you be walking per day? Probably, um, probably 24 to 28 or 29 kilometers a day. I, it took me a while in the beginning to adjust to that length of time. Mm. Um, I foolishly did some longer days kind of out of necessity to to get the thing done in time mm. uh, including a 42 kilometer day which almost killed me and I I don't recommend um, but I also then took a day or two where I was only walking like 12 kilometers I just kind of like did what I could based on you know is there a bed available and how do I feel I, I would go with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, as I get older, like I, when I started, when I actually started walking the Camino, the distances I used to walk were, were much longer. But as mm -hmm. I get older, the distances are, are getting lower. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a, I don't know. I don't know what kind of whatever way that is, but I feel that I, I don't walk as much as I used to. But mm -hmm. Anyway, that's well, just an observation. It can be very, you know, it can be very hard on the feet. And yeah. I, to this day, have some, you know, I don't want to discourage anyone because I would do it again and I will mm. do it again in a heartbeat. But I have, to this day, some weird tendon issues under mm. my arches. And um, those are probably never going to heal. And it's just yeah. from the repetitive, you know, constant pushing yourself. Yeah. Over the, the really varied terrain. Like that Roman road almost killed me. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> you know the one. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and were, were there many days that you actually chose to, to walk solo by yourself, just purely for, for like, just to have some solo space in your head? Uh, yes. So I think in the beginning, it wasn't necessarily a conscious choice. It was just my um, introverted nature. People would say, well, you're not an introvert, but I, but I am. I, that's mm. how I get my energy is kind of by being on my own. Mm. Um, so I did a lot of my soul searching kind of in the beginning and also just purging through a lot of stuff. <laughs> mm. um, and then I, I found the wonderful Camino tribe that I walked with and actually um, worried about us parting ways because we had mm. talked about, you know, we all still had work to do and I wasn't sure that I wanted that because I had bonded so hard with them. Um, but at the end of the day, it, you know, we would have times where we would start out together and then um, we would finish at the same albergue. And so you would have these long stretches where we were walking on our own. And, and the people that I walked with were very fast and I was not. Mm -hmm. I, I was but, a turtle. You get that. Uh, that's, <laughs> yeah. You get that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. And I didn't want to like impede their journey and hold them back. And they didn't want to, you know, force me to feel rushed. So we kind of had this, this loose, wonderful arrangement that if we walk together, great. And if we don't, great. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, I, I just want to add something as well here. Um, my I walked one section of the Camino in 2018 and I was walking with a couple of Canadian ladies and if they're listening, they'll probably chime in and, and, and probably message me as well. <laughs> but um, <laughs> they, they were actually walking behind me uh, a day behind me mm -hmm. and um, they, we, we all had agreed to meet in Burgos and uh I actually had a plan to go home that day. That was my end uh, stage. So mm -hmm. I was going to finish up in Burgos that, that, uh, that year. So I had my flight uh, booked in, uh, in Bilbao. So I was going to go home in um, uh, flight home from Bilbao and all planned. So, um, uh, I um, arrived in in Burgos. Big crowd arrived in into 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 Burgos. We all um, um, uh, surrounded the bar across from the albergue. Um, uh, you know the one. I think everyone yeah. knows that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the next day, I think everyone chose to take to take a rest day uh, in Burgos, um, which I did as well. I, I mm -hmm. had a rest day. Everyone that I knew had a rest day in Burgos and it was great mm. to see everyone as well. So everyone that I had met previously, I saw before leaving to go to um, Bilbao. Oh, that's yeah. so lovely. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. so lovely. Yeah, I did the same thing in Burgos and um, that was a complete like rest day, a complete restoration of of the body, you know, just mm. to just completely stop and embrace mm. 
that town and all the culture that was there. And, and then, like you said, you know, you end up catching up with other people that you might've passed or vice versa. It's very cool. It is, it is, it is. Um, Now, um, as you were moving closer to, to Santiago, can you, can you talk to me what was going through your mind? Sure, sure. Um, so, so many things. Absolutely. So many things, David. Um, <laughs> I, I had a lot of epiphanies when I was walking. Like, I, I call them epiphanies. You know, they're not really grandiose, but um, we were really blessed with glorious weather, we had sunshine every day. It, you know, it was hot, but not ridiculously hot. Um, and I just felt like there was so much beauty all around us. I felt like I was in an alternate universe. Mm. Like it's, it's very hard to describe to anyone unless they've been there. But the closer I got, the, the kind of the more I noticed all this beauty around me, mm. and I just felt completely full of gratitude for. Um, getting the answers to the the questions that I had and for seeing these crazy Camino miracles unfold, like, (laughs) you know, just really like stuff that you can't make up would happen along the way. And it would be really small things, but um, like, for example, I was craving salt and vinegar Pringles and no one ever had any. And not that I would expect it. It's kind of like a North American thing. And then I turned a corner with my friend Karina and there was like an entire machine that dispensed them right oh. after I'd finished saying, I think I'm going to die if I don't get some Pringles. And that's silly, but it was like, it was- just, It's the simple things. It really was like, you know, running into someone that you met for five minutes who really lifted your spirits on day three. Mm. And they remember you and you remember them and and just magic like that. Mm. And when I actually got really close to Santiago, um, I watched, I relived it a little bit this morning in anticipation of talking to you. And yeah, I I actually watched your video and it's, it's, it's very emotional. It, I know I was, I was, I was a blubbering mess, but it was like the culmination of the journey, the physical journey, mm. the emotional piece. And then the bells started tolling. Like one, someone yeah. cued the bells and then I just lost it. Mm. <laughs> so it was all, it was a very profound experience and very moving for me. Yeah. 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 And when you arrived in Santiago, did you feel that you, ha- you you found the answers to the question that, that, you, that you, you, you came to Spain with? I did. I, I had some answers. Um, I wouldn't call it certainty, but mm. I had, um, I kind of had tapped into my intuition when I was walking and I had begun to trust it on mm. the Camino. So that's really what developed for me. Um, and of course it led to more questions, which I left Spain with, <laughs> you know, you get an answer and then there's more questions, but it was, it was definitely, um, an experience where if I think anyone who has some things to work through in their life or, um, has a big decision to make, which was what I went there with, 
Um, you can work it out by walking, mm. by talking to total strangers, by just being present for 30 mm. days, you know? Yeah, it, it was really, it changed my life. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm I not just saying that. I, I, I think the, the, the Camino has changed your life in more than more ways than one um, with after like leaving your job and with what you're doing in the future now um can you just uh, talk to us about what your what your what your plans are for the future for sure for sure so i'll probably start with um what i'm leaving behind so i left behind mm. 16 years of working in finance where um you know it was it was a good career it was very very good money, um, great clients, but it never really felt right with me. Mm. Um, so, and, and I fought against it. I just thought, well, you know, I should be happy and I'm providing for my family and mm. I should this, I should that. So on the Camino, I, I realized that, you know, life is short. Mm. Um, I, we actually had a death in the family when I was walking on the Camino and mm-hmm. that really um, solidified like it helps solidify my decision that if I'm going to make a change, I should do it now. I'm 45. You know, what am I waiting for? So the new, the decision to leave that career was what I wrestled with. And the new thing that I'm working on is um, helping exhausted, burnt out career women rediscover themselves by creating these like epic mini pilgrimages all around the world. Um, so I, <laughs> cue the pandemic, like I left my business and then there's a pandemic, but I, I'm still proceeding forward. Mm. And I have been very fortunate to meet people from all over the world in my, like over the last 10 years. And so I'm leveraging those relationships to create these experiences for women. It sounds fantastic. Thank you. I'm so excited (laughs) for you. I really am. So to make a change like that, um, I I wish you all the luck. I really do. Um, I need to ask you this as well, and and I I I made I made a mention of of this earlier on. Um, um, you created a YouTube uh, channel. Um. Mm Um, for, for the pilgrim, um, who has yet to walk a Camino, um, do you have, uh, any, any, uh, tips or tricks that you would, uh, recommend to the, to that pilgrim? Uh, for sure. Um, probably three. And the first one I would say is to, um, and I'm, I know you've been told this by many, so I'll just reiterate it. Get the right shoes and the right sock combination and have it nailed down before you go. Like don't mm. buy new shoes and break them in on the Camino. Mm. Um, so that, that really served me well. Um, the other piece of advice that I would have is to go with no expectations. You know, you can go with an intention, but don't be married to it. Like I met a, a couple of pilgrims on, on the way who 
just a few, but they were, it was like they were disappointed because they had this built up vision of all this wonder and they weren't having that kind of an experience for whatever reason. So I tried to go, like I said, with this question in my heart and I just decided that, you know, whatever happened would happen. And I was even prepared to come back more confused than ever. Mm. <laughs> um, so that would be a tip number two. And then probably the third thing I would say is um, unequivocally make a stop in Gragnon. Oh, yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's on the, the roadmap, obviously, but it's not like a designated stop. It's not. And no. No, no. And so I ended up there because of um, pain in my knee and my feet. So I slowed down and someone told me, oh, don't worry. You know, you should just, just make it to Gragnon. And what they told me was that there was this wonderful Donativo there um, run by volunteers and mm. that we could sleep in mats in the bell tower of a church. This is in the, uh, in the church. Yes. I'm in aware. the church. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Mm. So that experience at that Donativo was probably one of the top highlights for me of my entire Camino. It was so magical. It was where I met uh, my friends, Karina and John and to have this experience where, you know, 35 people are preparing a meal together. Like, it sounds mm. crazy, like way too many cooks in the kitchen, but <laughs> literally 35 people cooking a meal, washing the dishes, and then coming together after in, in all these different languages to share about, you know, what their experience had been so far. It was so moving. Mm. Um, so that, so what I'm trying to say is, you know, don't be afraid to go off the John Barley guidebook. Like, mm. don't be afraid to stop in those little towns because they're gold. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. That's, that's what I, I, I did for, uh, for one or two of my Caminos. Uh, there's some, some small little gems in there that, uh, that I think pilgrims should, definitely stop at um and some of those some of those small towns uh, in between the, the larger towns um so um definitely definitely stay in some of those smaller towns uh instead of the bigger towns i think mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah especially the donatibo um uh, albergues especially those yeah yeah i i think that was my first experience with the donatibo mm. it might have actually been my only, my first and only experience, just kind of as it turned out, but um, it was to me that the true authentic spirit, uh, spirit of the Camino. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. just wondering, did, did you did you uh, stay in um, in Orison after Saint Jean? No, I didn't. And it's really funny because that was probably. A point of stress for me before mm. going and so many you know potential pilgrims are wondering do I stop in Orison do I try and get a bed there and I was debating with that too like in advance um and I will tell you I think this is pretty objective that 
the walk to Roncesvalles is very doable. Like I, I'm not, I'm not a superhero. I'm just a normal girl. I didn't mm. train that much. Mm. It was a little steep getting to Orison, but after that, it's just you know your excitement and your adrenaline fueling mm. you. Um, I didn't look back and go, oh shoot, I wish I would have stayed in Orison. Yeah, that's one point to consider though. Like, if if you were to walk uh, and to Orison and stay the night. Mm-hmm. You might end up regretting not walking to to Roncesval. You know. Yes, I see. I see what you're saying there. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what I did do that was a blessing. I I booked the Roncesval bed before mm. I even left Canada. Like I booked okay. it way in advance. And when I got there, there was a lineup of fifty people that were turned oh. away. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there were a lot of disappointed pilgrims. Um, and I felt a little sheepish that I, I knew I had a bed booked okay. and it, it, I would definitely recommend that if you are planning on walking all the way, just give yourself the peace of mind, forget about the, Oh, I'll just have faith for your first night, have some peace of mind, book the bed mm. and, that that hostel was beautiful, by the way. It, it's one of the best, isn't it? Yes, yes. I, I couldn't believe it. I just thought, wow, yeah. this is amazing. First class. Um, yeah. I remember staying there and uh, I was so impressed. I really was. And going to the, uh, to the restaurant and afterwards mm-hmm. then going to the, to the chapel for, for, the, for the blessing and that that was uh, that was such an amazing experience and um and then waking up the next morning then uh with with music and yes oh i forgot remember that that. yeah yes just now that you mentioned it it was Mm -hmm. it was very special some opera thing exactly opera yeah. yeah 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 And um, wow. I'm sure I was awake anyway. I was just awake with, with the excitement. So uh, ready to go. It was pitch black outside and um, mm-hmm. out the door and on my way. So that was it. Um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, well, it I mean, really is a special place. It's 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 a lovely place. Um, yeah, I I I look forward to uh, walking from uh, from Saint Jean uh, and uh, also from Montsouval, uh, um one of these days um, uh, again. So yeah, but um, it's but, it's yeah. very very special privilege to walk the Camino. So I. Yes, I hope to go back, and I'm inspired by you all the times you've gone. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I I hope to walk from Porto next year. Uh, the pandemic uh, pending. Uh, we'll see how they, it mm-hmm. goes. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, if if everything goes well, I'll walk from Porto. But I I look. Um, my memories on the Camino Frances are. Are, are strong they really are so mm. yeah but um but samantha it was really really nice having you on the podcast thank uh, you so much it's been a pleasure yeah and um 
uh, for everyone listening, uh, I really do encourage you to uh, to go on to YouTube. You can just uh, search for Samantha Plavins uh, on YouTube. You can check out uh, her video diaries. And also there's a few video um, uh, videos of her gear reviews as well. Um, so I would encourage you to look at those. Uh, they are very interesting and helpful as well for those who for, for those pilgrims who are uh, considering walking the Camino in the future. So Samantha, thanks for again for, for uh, coming on the podcast. Uh, your website again is uh, she walks the walk. Is that correct? Yes, it's she walks the walk.com.com. That's perfect. Again, thanks very much indeed. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, David. No problem. Bye bye. enjoyed this podcast be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted rate it and review and share it with all your friends thanks so much for listening and i hope you are leaving with some great tips for your camino until next time buen camino